not discipline. You rewire your brain. You want to do those things because discipline means you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, whether you want to or not. Yo, what up, what up? It's your man, Brandon Carter, and you are listening to the Victory Talk podcast. This is the podcast where we show you how to build your money, muscle, and mindset. I give you the lessons that I learned over my career building several multi-seven-figure businesses, and every once in a while, I bring in my successful multi-millionaire friends to teach you their lessons as well. No matter what podcast platform you're tuning into, make sure you follow us there because we are dropping new content that's going to help you succeed. Now, let's get into today's episode. A lot of people want to be millionaires or multimillionaires, but most of you guys won't accomplish that. Most of you won't even come close. Only a small amount of you statistically will ever get anywhere near becoming a millionaire. And everybody's not going to make it. Everybody's not going to make it. And there are five reasons why most people will never become a millionaire. All right, I'm going to give them to you here. And if you can avoid these pitfalls, you will be in a better position to possibly make a million dollars or more. Maybe you ask yourself, hey, why should I listen to this handsome rip guy in a tank top? Well, because over the last few years, I, I built multiple eight-figure businesses and my watch costs more than your house. Okay. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not a joke. So let's hop right into the five reasons why most men will never become millionaires and how you can avoid that awful, awful fate. Now, listen, if you do this right, you'll be in a way better position. Get some of this bread. Yo, being a millionaire is fucking Biggie and Puff was saying like more money, more problems. That was just a song, bro. Motherfuckers say all types of shit in songs that aren't true, right? Stevie Wonder was blind. He has a song called Lately and it starts off the first line. Lately, I've been staring in the mirror. Bullshit. <laughs> Nigga, you blind, <laughs> but it's a good song. <laughs> Just like more money, more problems. It's a lie, but it's, it's a good song. All right, the first reason why you're not making no motherfucking bread is you got no leverage. You may have already noticed my handwriting is barely legible. I was diagnosed as a child with dyslexia. So if you make fun of me, you are an awful, awful person. And that might be the sixth reason you'll never be a millionaire. <laughs> All right. No leverage. What is leverage? Okay. A lot of times I have videos telling broke people how to get some money. And it really, I just tell them, Hey, you got to work hard, get a bunch of jobs, work as much as possible. That is mildly better. I tell these guys to work hard, just work super hard. Cause that's what I did when I was broke. After my father shot himself in the head, he blew his brains out. I was left in the position where I had to take care of the whole family. Right. And I started working like four jobs. I was working like 12. I had one like full-time job and a bunch of other part-time jobs, training people, full-time jobs, working security. Then I, I, I had another job on the weekends where I was manager of a restaurant and every spare moment I had, I would work for my friend's moving company. Right. So it was four jobs. And when I tell people that, one of the things people say is, man, working that hard won't get you rich. You got to work smarter, not harder. If you want to get rich, you do have to work smart. Working smart requires leverage and broke motherfuckers can't work smart. <laughs> so you got to work hard because there are three forms of leverage. The three forms of leverage are money, right? If you have some money, you can make investments. And in either real estate or stock, things that will give you a dividend. 
right? Or things that will grow in equity. Or you can pay people to do certain jobs in your business. You can hire employees, right? If you got money, you can make money, right? Everybody knows that. It doesn't take a fucking rocket science to, to understand that. The second form of leverage is media. For example, for example, someone like Kim Kardashian, if she wanted to, she could just promote some brand and I heard she gets like a million dollars per sponsored post, but she doesn't even really do that anymore because she has her own brand or Kylie Jenner, right? My girl bought some of Kylie Jenner's makeup before and I asked her, hey, is it way better than like Revlon or Maybelline or some of the other shit you get in the store? She said, no, but why is Kylie Jenner a billionaire is because she had, her media presence was so big, she was able to reach enough people who were who liked her enough who were willing to buy her shit. Or Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has the number one podcast and he gets all these eyeballs. Spotify gave him a hundred million dollars for the rights to his podcast, right? If you have media, you could always make some money. You could always make some money if you have the right amount of media. This is why you'll see billionaires like Elon Musk buy Twitter, right? Because it's a social media company right now. He can control a lot of media or you'll see people like uh, Jeff Bezos. He bought the Washington Post and their newspaper. That does not, he did not buy the newspaper to make money off the newspaper. He bought the newspaper because he wanted to control media because if he's able to do that, now he can have a lot more leverage. So media and then skills. If you're really good at something, you can always make some money, right? If you have like high level skills, for example, everybody on my sales team pretty much works the same amount of hours per day per week, per month. This year, one of them is going to make close to $300,000 and another one's going to make maybe just under $100,000, like just under, he might end the year at $100,000, right? But they worked the same amount of time because the best salesperson's skill level was so much higher, he was able to make more money with the same amount of work. So you need these three things or a combination of these three things in order to work smart. And if you broke now, it stands the reason you ain't got none of them three things. <laughs> and that's why you broke now, motherfucker. So you got to work hard at first. I'm going to really quickly go over how you can get some of each of these. So with money, just work more. Get a part-time job, get another job, drive Uber when you're not working. That's step one, work more, <laughs> like really work more. I talked about this in other videos and cut your expenses. Cut everything you don't need right now. Netflix, Hulu, Brazers, all the shit you don't need right now, get your expenses low. And then with the extra money, you're going to use the stockpile money that you will use later as leverage to make more money. You get what I'm saying? With media, well, that's this one is going to take a long time. Now, if you have money, you can buy media, right? Like, for example, I spend, you know, over a million dollars a year on ads for my different businesses. And that's me like literally buying media. Also have a big social media presence, like a decade for me to build. I don't know how to tell you to do that fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a good, a decade to build. The fastest way is to just make a bunch of money and then buy the media, you know? But skills, skills you can develop. I have a video on the skill acquisition matrix to tell you how many hours you need to put into developing a skill to get a certain level of proficiency. And, and I have videos all about the skill acquisition matrix. Because life is like, a video game. So you start off level one. You got your guy. He doesn't have no fucking guns or no weapons or no powers. He just has to fight. Right. Boom. But then he levels up. When you get to level two, maybe you get 
some sort of weapon, like a, a firearm or something. Boom. Now you out here. You're doing better. And you need that for level two because level two gets harder and it pulse. And then level three, maybe the next level, you advance your character even more. And he's got like tons of weapons, you know, boom. Maybe he's got upgraded weapons. He's out here doing his thing. <laughs> he's crushing it, right? But you you need, and then, and then you get to the top level where you just, maybe you get like actual powers or some shit, right? You get some like fucking abilities <laughs> or something. Life is kind of like that too. Let me explain. Let's say there's a guy, we'll call him the uh, Marquez, all right? And the Marquez, he starts level one, boom. He doesn't have no leverage, no money, no skills, no media. And he says, you know what? I'm going to rise through the ranks of drug dealing, right? That's, that's the path he chose. Not advice, it's just example. So what does he do? He just works. Maybe he works for another drug dealer. He may give him some crack cocaine on consignment. And then he goes out, sells that amongst the community, and then brings back the big drug dealer a bunch of money. Boom. Then so he does that enough where he gets some money. Now, instead of getting fronted weight, he buys the weight. So now he's making more money with the same amount of work because he can buy it for cheaper than he gets fronted for. Does that make sense? He can buy it for cheaper than he can get it on consignment, right? Now he's got more skills. He moved up. Then he moves up to here. Then he does that for a while, works super hard. And then he buys, he can buy enough weight where he can get people who are on this level to work for him. And he starts giving them weight on consignment. He done moved up the ranks. Now he used, and he used that leverage to make more money with the same amount of time, okay? Then he moves up to this level, starts the online fitness business, builds millions of followers, <laughs> and leaves the game behind, right? That's how that's that's how one way that story can end, you know what I'm saying? Or he goes to prison and, or gets murdered. <laughs> that's more likely. So you got to get leverage. If you don't have leverage, you can't get rich. You're not going to get rich just working. But if you don't have the leverage, nothing you can do but work. You got to exchange time for money initially, okay? And then once you've stacked enough money, then you can start using leverage to get rich and you, you, you can start, you can stop exchanging time for money. You know what I'm saying? That's what leverage helps you do, all right? Number two, the second reason why most men will never come in is that they have no discipline. No discipline. Here's the thing about this. It's not that you don't have it, right? You have more discipline than you think. There's stuff you know you're supposed to be doing, but you can't get yourself to do it or you you slack off. You don't accomplish your goals and you know you're supposed to do these things. And you say, man, I don't have discipline. And you may believe that, right? However, if somebody put a gun to your head and told you to do that thing, you would do it, right? So it's not like you're not capable of doing it. The truth is you don't want it bad enough. And you don't want it bad enough. You won't get what you want. You'll get what you have to have. If it's just a good, a good fucking idea, you're not going to do it. But if it's a must, you'll do it, right? If there's a gun in your motherfucking face, you would do it. So you have enough discipline. You just don't have enough desire. And there's a reason for that. There's something called the region beta paradox. Here's an example of this paradox. Some people are in relationships they're not really happy with, right? They're not really happy, but it's not bad enough for them to leave. All right, so they stay in that relationship they're not really happy with, or they have a job they're not really happy with, but it's not bad enough for them to do anything about it. So they stay in that job. But if it got way worse, like if the boss came in and like started slapping people, he would quit. It would make a must. He had to leave. And then he'd probably get a better job when he's not getting slapped around and shit. You know what I'm saying? So the irony of this paradox is 
sometimes it's better to be in a worse position than it is to be in an okay position, right? Most people live in this, in this purgatory where things, they're not happy with where they are, but it's not bad enough for them to do anything about it. And they live in that purgatory. I was unfortunate or fortunate enough to be forced out of that system when my father shot himself in the head. Then I was in fucking trouble. I was like, fuck, man, the whole fucking family's dependent on me. I was thrust into a position where it was a must for me to make shit happen. And for better or for worse, most of you guys are probably living a pretty good life. I want you to think about it. You can probably get delicious food whenever you want. You're not starving to death. You live in a first world country. You have fucking entertainment. You have the, these devices in your fucking pocket that give you more entertainment than kings would have had thousands of years ago. Seriously, than kings would have had. You can get dopamine on demand. You can play video games. You can live a, a, a life that you'll tolerate. And that's the problem. It's not that you don't have discipline. It's that things are actually too good. You're a victim of your success or a victim of the success of the social safety net here in America. (laughs) And it's made you soft and weak. It's made you soft and weak. How do you fix that? Only way I know how to fix this, aside from your father committed suicide (laughs) without that happening. It's the list of hate and list of great. List of hate, list of great. So what you're going to do is you're going to make two lists. You're going to look at this list every day. The list of hate is the first list. You want everybody who said you couldn't accomplish your goals. Everyone who said you couldn't do it. Everybody who's ever hated on you. Everyone who's ever did you wrong. Any any girl who's left you, cheated on you, dissed you, laughed at you, right? Whatever it is. All the people who are happy to see you fail. And every time you don't feel like working hard or you feel like doing something other than what you need to do to accomplish your goal, I want you to look at that list and imagine how happy they would be if you didn't. Right. Or if you even like a diet. Right. I developed this when I was a personal trainer. I just noticed that the clients who worked the hardest were people who just got dumped, cheated on or divorced. <laughs> they they would work the hardest, you know, and it was that hate was really pushing them. You know what I'm saying? To make shit happen. And I just noticed that's something you can use. But then it can't just be all negative. You also got to have the list of great. I want you to imagine a version of yourself who who's accomplished every goal on your goal list, on your dream list. Imagine that version of yourself. What attributes does that person have? When do they work up? When do they wake up? How does he spend his time? Does he schedule his day? Does he schedule his plans? What what kind of food does he eat, right? Is he fucking cheating on his diet? Is he tracking his macros? Like what, what's this person doing? And what's gonna happen is, once you start acting in accordance, the attributes that you write on your list are great, you're gonna start feeling better about yourself. You're gonna start believe and you can do it, you're going to feel good. And what's going to happen is it's going to rewire your associations with pain and pleasure. Because Sigmund Freud, he's the father of all modern psychology. He has something called the pleasure principle. And then the pleasure principle states that humans, every decision someone makes, they're either moving towards pleasure or away from pain, perceived pleasure and perceived pain. And right now it's like you associate pain Tracking your macros with diet, with eating right, with waking up early, with studying, reading. You know, you associate pleasure with video games, casual sex, drugs, alcohol, all that shit. The list of hate and list of great rewires your associations over time. So now you start associating pleasure, flexing on these motherfucking haters. (laughs) You associate pleasure with acting in accordance with your list of great because this is the man you have to be. You have to be that to accomplish your goals. And you start, and every time you do that, you, you get like a dopamine hit and you start associating pleasure with behaving like that. And you associate pain with sleeping in, with slacking on your diet, 
and, and it rewires your associations. And now, guess what? You don't need discipline anymore. It's not discipline. You rewire your brain. You want to do those things because discipline means you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, whether you want to or not. That's powerful. Like you might need that initially to get started, right? But the higher level is, no, it's not whether you want to or not. You want to, right? And if you, after a, a certain amount of time of doing this, it's going to be difficult to get you to stop working hard. It's going to take discipline to stop working. It's going to take discipline to go on vacation. It's going to take discipline to rest. It's going to take discipline to, you're going to, you, you know, to, to sleep in. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I've been doing this shit for so long. If I fucking oversleep, I hate myself a little bit. If I miss a workout, I kind of go fucking hate myself, right? It takes discipline to stop. That's what you want. So you're not even needing discipline. All right, guys. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far and you're getting lots of value from it. On the Victory Talk podcast, our goal is to help you guys make money, build muscle, and improve your mindset with brand new episodes every day. And we're not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. There's no sponsors like these other guys. They're trying to sell underwear on their podcast. Some fucking bullshit that someone paid them to do. I ain't doing none of that. So if you found value in this at all, man, please write a review because it's really going to help us put out more content, help more people make more money, build their muscle and improve their mindset. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Then third reason, this kind of ties together. Third reason most men will never be millionaires is they're not willing to sacrifice. And it's something like discipline. The difference is discipline means you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, whether you feel like it or not. That's kind of the easy part. The, 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 what's more difficult than that is the things you have to give up to accomplish your goals, the things you have to give up to become the man that you want to be, the things you have to give up to fulfill your potential. I want you to think about all the things you'd have to give up to actually fulfill your potential. Are you really willing to sacrifice those things? You might not. You might not be willing to. And that's okay. For example, there was a time when I was applying to colleges, I thought, man, I kind of want to be a doctor. I thought it'd be cool. And then Dr. Carter, you know, Dr. Carter. And then, you know, I don't know, I think in the 90s, man, like I heard bitches like doctors and shit, you know what I'm saying? So that was my goal. <laughs> Dr. Carter here. What seems to be the problem, right? I thought that would be kind of cool. But then I realized how long they had to go to school and shit. And then they had to do a residency after that shit. They, it was like fucking a decade more after high school. I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not willing <laughs> to do that. But what I didn't do was crying bitch like a little hoe. <laughs> I just accepted, hey, being a doctor is not for me. I'm going to do something else. And that's what I did. But I never complained about it, right? So you got to really decide if you're willing to give these things up in order to to accomplish your goal. And here's the beautiful thing about sacrifice. This is what I need you to understand about sacrifice. If you don't sacrifice for your goals, then your goals become the sacrifice. So it's a sacrifice either way. It's not as if you, you get to not sacrifice. No, no, no. You're going to sacrifice either way. You're either going to sacrifice momentary pleasure or you're going to sacrifice victory. You're going to sacrifice your potential. And the choice is yours. But it's a sacrifice either way. Don't think you're not going to sacrifice. You just have to decide which sacrifice you're willing to make and then make peace with that. You get what I'm saying? But here's the second part about it. If you've ever fasted for any amount of time, right? You didn't eat food. When you eat that first meal after the fast, when you break that fast, it's almost as if you appreciate it more. There was something I used to do. I used to do these free workouts in the park. Back when I wasn't as famous as I am now, if I try to do that shit now, man, it'd be a mob of people, man. They shut down Biscayne Boulevard, right? I used to do these free trainings in New York. First, it was in Astoria Park and then back in Queens. And then we, we moved it to Central Park. And it was dope. Like, you know, a lot of people would show up and I would do free workouts and I would 
work these motherfuckers out. They would be crying, huffing and puffing, not crying, but they be exhausted. And then at the end, I'd be like, you guys happy we're done? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this feeling you feel now, you're happy because it's over, but you, you might not have been that happy before the pain, right? It's the pain that makes being normal feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's contrast, right? You need contrast to experience joy. You know what I'm saying? It's like if people who live in regions where their seasons appreciate summer more than people in like California or Miami. You know, if you live in, the, in New York, the first day you don't need a jacket, it's like a fucking holiday. <laughs> Miami, that's every day, right? But we don't appreciate it. We take it for advantage. We take it for granted here, right? It's the sacrifice. It's the withdrawal. It's the pain that makes you appreciate pleasure, right? You don't appreciate sweet without sour. You know what I'm saying? You don't appreciate sunshine without rain. You need that. Sacrifice makes you appreciate the things you sacrifice more. You know what I'm saying? Just like when you were fasting, that as soon as you get that first meal, it's like, man, the food is better. And that's because there's something called hedonistic adaptation. It's a psychological term. So when you keep experiencing something that's pleasurable, there's diminishing returns of that pleasure, right? It doesn't feel as good the next time. If you keep doing this succession, then it just becomes normal. And then you start taking it for granted until it's taken away from you. You know what I'm saying? Like most of you guys are healthy right now, but if you got sick, you'd be like, oh, I'm sick. As soon as you feel well, you would feel so much better. It's the same thing with whatever it is you're sacrificing. Sacrifice video games for a little while. When you go back to the game, you'll enjoy it more. Sacrifice TV for a while. When you go back to it, you'll enjoy it more. So the paradox of sacrifice is you think you're sacrificing the thing, but really, you're going to enjoy it more when you get to go back to it. And if you sacrifice it and you actually work on yourself during that time, things that will help build your income, then you'll be able to get a better version of it. When I was working hard, I didn't watch no basketball. I love basketball. I didn't watch no basketball. I didn't watch no sports. Now I sit courtside when I go to the heat game. You know what I'm saying? Now I, I'm back. I appreciate it more. And it's a better version of it. I stopped smoking weed a long time ago, but if I wanted to smoke weed now, I could go get the best weed, right? But I, I don't do that. I'm just saying like that, for example, you get what I'm saying? Like it's sacrifice. Not only does it make you appreciate it more, if you sacrifice right and get some money, you'll be able to get a better version of it, right? It's super important, but I don't think a lot of people realize that. And that's why they're going to be broke forever. And the fourth reason most men will never become millionaires is some bitch. I had a mentor a while ago and he's actually pretty famous. I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants this to be public, but he said, he pulled me aside. He said, a man will be as successful as his wife lets him. <laughs> a man will be as successful as his wife lets him. And all the guys, you're all probably not in an agreement unless your wife is next to you. <laughs> then you're like, no, my baby, <laughs> my baby helps me. <laughs> right, right, baby, baby, I love you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you were alone, you'd be like, fuck, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, when you start working hard, you start grinding. It's like, oh, you work too hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, something they start telling you not you work too hard. They start demand, they start becoming demanding. And this is this, 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 this thing, man, where they fucking... They infiltrate your life and they, they fucking think they can tell you what to do, man. <laughs> they try to tell you what to do all the time, right? You know you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what it is, but they think they can fucking tell you what to do all the time. <laughs> and she's telling you to fucking not work so hard, not hustle so hard. Fuck that shit. If you've seen the latest Batman movie, the one with um, the nigga from Twilight, not the Mexican werewolf, the other one. At the end, man, he fell in love with, with, with the Catwoman. And Catwoman was like, yo... I'm paraphrasing. She was like, yo, Batman, how about you stop being Batman and we just go to this other town and like, dude, you could do cat shit with me. 
You know what I'm saying? You should stop fulfilling your potential and stop being Batman. This thing you worked your whole fucking life to be. <laughs> the shit you dedicated your whole life to. How about you just stop doing that for me? Batman just kind of looked at her. He didn't even say shit. And then they spread, they, they went their separate ways. And then at the end, you could see he looked in the mirror, right? And you could, you could see in his eyes, it was pain. Like it was pain. Right. It wasn't like, yo, fuck that bitch. <laughs> fuck you. Hold that. Like you're fucking like Snoop Dogg or some shit. Right. It wasn't like that. No, I mean, that that decision hurt him. You could see it in his eyes, you know, and uh, but it's the right decision is <laughs> the right decision. Right. You can't let it either, either they down with you on your path or you got to let them go. Here's the thing, man. It's it's OK to let them go if you have to. I'm telling you, life is like chess. Like if you see chess, the queen is a powerful piece. It's a good piece to have, but you can lose your queen and still win the game. You can lose your queen and still win the game. So you got to think, do you want to keep the queen or do you want to win the game? Because you can keep the queen and lose the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like you, you, hopefully you got the right queen and she doesn't put you in that position. But if you get put in that position, the object is to win the game, not to keep the queen. And here's the other thing. If you get a pawn to the other end of the board, you get a new queen. Turn a pawn into a queen. I'm saying just think about it, man. The queen is replaceable, man. But when the game is over, the game is over. All right. You know what I'm saying? The game, when the game is over, the game is over, man. And there's also something I call, you may be thinking, man, but that's chess, Brandon. How do I get a new queen? I can't just move a bitch to the end of the board. Something I, I, I'm called, this is a, this is a strategy. I, something I call the, the 50 cent paradox. On 50 cents, second album, The Massacre, a classic. Classic. I think we'd all agree on that. There's a song called Rider Music. And at exactly 2.30, the 2.30 mark of Rider Music, he spells it with a Y, Rider Music. He says, stupid, you hustling backwards if you chasing a bitch. Chase the money. They come with this shit. That's how you get. And then once you got the money, man, you put, you take a fucking pawn, put it at the end of the board. Now she your queen. You can take her out the fucking ghetto streets to the hotel suites super simple right but you gotta have the you gotta be able to do that shit you know what i'm saying and 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 irony is she might be more grateful <laughs> than the than the, the other bitch the other bitch wasn't important to her that's cool that's if a million dollars is your goal remember sacrifice right what are you willing to sacrifice <laughs> if you're not willing to sacrifice for your goal then the goals become the sacrifice so if you're not willing to sacrifice the girl if the girl's trying to get you to make that decision and you're not willing to sacrifice, so you, you got to sacrifice something, right? You're going to sacrifice your potential for the girl. I guess you can make that decision if you're a bitch. <laughs> but then do you really have a girlfriend or does she have a girlfriend? <laughs> Think about it. Who's in charge here? Who's making the decisions? <laughs> a man will be as successful as his wife lets him. Choose wisely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the fifth reason most of you motherfuckers will never be rich is you got no plan. Motherfuckers want to be rich. They ain't got no plan, man. Listen, look here, man. You need a game plan if you want to be covered in name brand. If you want to get from the ghetto streets to the presidential suites, if you want to go from riding the train to first class on the plane, if you want to go from working nine to five to having the time of your life, you need to stop blocking your blessing and get a game plan to move you in the right direction. You need a plan, baby. People don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to this all the way to the end. And in case you're looking for more free content and more free stuff that'll help you 
make money, build your muscle and your mindset, join our free Victory Unit Discord channel. It's 100% free. And I have free courses in there that you can download right now, today, 100% free. And we're putting new courses in there all the time. We're in there answering your questions. There's a group of people who are super serious about obtaining elite level success. And if that's you, go ahead and join the Discord. But don't join, you know, if you want to be average or mediocre. That's not the place for you. You won't find anything for you there. Right? If you want to be a regular guy who does regular shit until you die, that's cool. I'm sure you got redeeming qualities. The Victory Unit Discord, you won't find a lot of value for you. Now, if you're a guy who's hell-bent on success and will not allow anything to stop him from accomplishing his goals, you fucking need to join the Victory Unit Discord. You need to stop whatever you're doing, whatever it is. It's not more important than joining the Victory Unit Discord right now. I don't care if you're holding a baby, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're at work, put the baby down. Walk out of that meeting, join the Victory Unit Discord right now, right? It's the most important thing you'll do if you're serious about success. And in case you're into video podcasts, you can find and watch this episode on my YouTube channel as well, all right? Holla at y'all. Peace.